batter's out, oh. and he remains out of oh. now. The runner off first base is trapped. A player who didn't know the infield fly rule, and it'll be a double play if the Mets can execute the rundown. Oh, no. And the tag is made to end the inning. That's Cesar Hernandez showing no knowledge of the infield fly rule. All right, cool. Na, 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 hey, na, hey, na, hey. na, 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 hey, 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 good negotiations because they're getting close. How the negotiations <laughs> went so perfectly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, now we have baseball, 60 games. Totally impromptu. It sounds like. How do you guys feel about it? I thought I'd feel happier when it came out. Well, I uh, let, should we go down and like talk about what happened today with the developments? Because originally, they were supposed to have a agreement made yesterday at like five p.m. And then they delayed it. They like didn't do it. Yeah. They then they were supposed to make another to agreement today at five, and then they denied the it. Right. Right. So then, Mister Robert Joseph Manfred—that's not his middle name, but he looks like a Joseph. Robert Manfred gets it, the ball in his court and his responsibility is to decide where to go forward. I had no doubt. I'm all about you guys. I had no doubt that he was going to pull the trigger. I was a little surprised that it was saying, like, here's what we're doing and that's it, you know, to go through with the season. Like, I would have thought that maybe like an owner or two would say, no, just let's just go into the next. Let's just push it to next year. Well, I just think they're already losing so much money that they got to make it up somehow. Yeah, I'm surprised too. Yeah, like with a $32 billion TV deal. Hey, if they can make money anywhere they can, especially if they somehow can put, you know, some people in seats. Yeah, that's. I, I still think that there could be fans in oh, the yeah. stead, at least for the playoffs. And I would definitely buy a playoff ticket. If, if like they had a Yankee Stadium game, I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna be weird because this this week was like a mixed bag because the Phillies obviously had five uh, five positive cases, and I think they're waiting on the results for some of their other players and staff. Do you think do you, do you think that they get through the entire thing? Yeah, by late September and then the playoffs, or do you think? It's it's they're gonna play a little bit of the season and then ultimately just call it quits if the numbers spike too much. Um, I don't know. I mean, I when is the projection of when they think, I think the numbers I think are gonna spike like, again? Is it October? The consensus like seems to be like around well, November. That's why the owners didn't want to risk pushing the playoffs into November and December because they they want to try to get the playoff revenue as locked in as they can. So I guess November would be the time when uh right. most people are expecting it. Right. And where did they say where they're playing? They're playing at home ballparks. Except for like Toronto might have a problem because you have to quarantine if you go outside the country and I think Canada has even stricter rules for like going in and out so Toronto's probably either going to play somewhere in upstate New York or in Florida 
Uh, I think Florida's going to be a wash, too, with all the cases they're getting down there. Yeah, but Florida plays by different rules. That... The thing is, the thing is, people are, it's a virus. Players are going to get it. It's just like, when does it get to be too much? Like baseball is, baseball is a, in a better situation than like football would be in because the game's kind of like, the game kind of lends towards social distancing anyway when you're playing. But you just got to hope that uh, the players are responsible. Right. And it doesn't get, get too bad. I, I think Bryce, Har- Bryce Harper's not going to play this year. You think so? Right. See, that would be the only thing that makes... Because everyone says, like, oh, a 60-game season's not legitimate. You can't have a World Series champion with only 60 games. I think he, As, he's expecting a baby. Or Yeah, and I don't blame him for that, but that's the only thing that... Like, if him, Clayton Kershaw, Mike Trout, some of the other guys that say that they, that have voice concerns don't play, that would be the that would be the only reason why I would put an asterisk next to it over the over the shorter amount, amount of games. Because you're still, even with 60 games, I think you'll get most, you'll have some teams that shouldn't, probably shouldn't have made the playoffs over a full 162. But I think going through a five-game series, a wild card round, and two seven-game series or best-of-four series. I, I think that if you can go through all that, I think that you still deserve to be the champion. But if it's replacement players, it, it changes that. I think I think what's going to happen is I feel like the playoffs are definitely going to expose some teams where, like you said, there's going to be some teams who should have made the playoffs – that are going to make the playoffs. And I think, like, one example would be the NL East. I don't think the Nationals are going to be in the World Series this year. I don't think they're going to be in the playoffs. I think it's going to be between the Braves, the Mets, and the Phillies, whoever decides they want to go on a magical run of April. I mean, we know how the Mets play in April, so. <laughs> I think the, I think the Mets, are, I, I think this benefits a team like, yeah, like the Mets, for instance, who April and May, they, like, kill it. And then, you know, for once it gets to the summer, it starts to dwindle. I mean, they were, they were the best team in baseball in August and September last year, so. Exactly. Take, they, they just skipped all the months that they usually struggle. <laughs> yep. The Mets, um, I, I just have a question. What is the schedule going to be with this? So they're making a schedule. Are they doing the divisions they talked about, or is it going to go to the normal divisions? No, I don't no. think. I don't think we know that yet. Like, yeah. do we know that? That's my first question. So, like, I don't even like. I think what's going to happen is there's going to be a team, and I hate maybe it is the Mets, but some sort of team that just has is a streaky team that will just win and get lucky. We talked about this a bunch of times. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I think it's also going to depend on how the schedule is, you know, because if it's a normal, do you guys think that the half season or is it really what's one six? Yeah. It's like less than more than half of the season is gone. So how crucial is that for you guys oh, to change absolutely. your picks for like the world series oh, yeah. and all that stuff? Pretty crucial, right? Yeah. I think once we know the, the like you details, think that's really like, going think to affect they it. They have to report by July 1st. So. 
I'm guessing the next time we record, we'll know the details. Maybe we could change up our predictions and stuff like that. Yeah, they have I, to... I actually think it helps me because the Reds are probably more likely to right. to be in a World Series situation with the randomness of this year. But we, we can relook at all of our uh, our predictions. I think it also depends upon like the the way they do the standings. I think that's going to be really big too, because if they just do an American. If an American League National League, like fifteen teams each, top eight goes to the playoffs, rather than each division. I think no, that's no, no, it's a good. big difference. No, they can't. The MLB can't do that. They could only have the the five teams from each league, because that that's why they needed the players to agree to a proposal, because they can't expand the, in the CBA. They can't. The owners can't uh, extend or add postseason games without the players' approval. So that's what. The, that's what it all came down to. So, oh, so, so it's no... it's going to be the traditional three division winners, two wild card teams, and actually that probably answers our question. We're probably going to get regular division formats because yeah. the the owners didn't get the players' waiver to to change to change that stuff. I was actually thinking about it in like the half hour before before we started talking. Like, how would would you guys rather them just play, just split the 60 games? I guess it would be 15 games against each division team. Or I feel like you have to play at least everyone in your league. Oh, yeah. I was, th- I was thinking maybe like 10, 10 games against yeah, each time. division. So that would put you at like 40. And then there's, what, 10 other teams? So maybe two games set with each of the other teams just so you could say you played everybody. Or maybe less division games. I, don't, I think you still need the division, like September was... division games to make the season seem normal. Well, what do you do, like... What... Well, they're trying to... Didn't they say they're going to do, like, so, like, nine... They play like nine out of every ten days. Like it's like one off day every every nine ten days, right? So it's gonna be like nonstop. So travel is gonna be such a crucial thing um, to plan around. So I think they should play at least every team once. You're saying every National League team no, plays every National League team, right? Like you're yeah, saying yeah. Play like American no, National just, League, just AL right? and you don't mean like interleague play. Like no interleague this year. It's completely th- well. I guess there has to be the whole. I hate. I hate that the Astros moved to the AL. It's, they might just do so one topic. You know what they might do, Dave? It, I hate that the Astros moved to the <laughs> AL and made it fifteen and fifteen. Why? Because there has to be interleague every every uh, every day now. <laughs> well, look. You know what they might do, Dave? Is they might I just am. do like no. would it be kind of cool? You could who's you could hear it. Your, you right could now? hear it from my house sometime. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's that. Would, I like that. Okay, so um, I don't know. I so I think that they should do it where it's like a prime time thing. Like the Mets play the Dodgers like one time. Like they don't. They you should keep the divisions kind of competitive. And for travel purposes, it makes the most sense to keep playing your division more frequently. But I do think they should do it where you play each team. But you can make it be like yeah. a one-game primetime event kind of thing. You know, I think that'd be kind of cool for baseball. 
Because, like, you know, like in football, like everybody looks forward to the Jets and Patriots game. Like, you know, that's twice a year, obviously, because they're in the same division. But, you know, like it's one of those things where like, you can look forward to that one pinpointed game as opposed to like doing all this unnecessary or just going back and forth, you know, because I'd rather see like they'll, they can plan around it where like if you're playing like a, you know, a Mets Dodgers series or like a Yankees Astro series, like then you can have Cole versus Verlander planned accordingly, as opposed to doing like three games of Yankees Astros. Those, and then you just get like the normal hurt, three hurt people in the rotation. The like I think that cool. you're talking about because then you're traveling literally every day. Well, you have to space it out. So, like, yes, you're travel. Like, if you're so, here's how it probably work. You would play like your closest team, um, and also keep in mind traveling different, like bus versus like plane. Like, I'm talking like maybe once every, let's say, three weeks. Right? You look at how many. Let's let's think this through. What's how many weeks? Would uh, it probably what? ten to twelve. Twelve weeks, yeah. eight weeks. Because it's it's August. Season? And it's August, September. So and you'd, then the last you'd have week, to or last week and a half of July. So you'd have to do it in shifts. So like you'd have to do it where instead of traveling back and forth, which is a good point, you make make a West Coast trip and you play like West Coast teams for like a a you know week or two. So like you do one Dodger game, then you go to you know San Francisco and then do a San Francisco game like. Um, you know, and then you get an off day and then you go into Arizona. Like you kind of work your way back toward your home, home park. Um, I think that would be cool. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But that, that only works if you do yeah, the same you have to have like the way they are now. But that's, know? that's kind of tough too. Cause like in the, the NL teams are so spread out, but they're all in the same division. So you, you could still still need an entire day to travel from like Seattle down to Oakland or that might not even be the further like Seattle down to Houston. They're in the same division. So what you're saying is that would be your West coast trip, but that's like literally going up and down the country. I don't know the logistics of this, but I guess they're going to figure out a way to make it work. But yeah, I get. I didn't even think of the whole inter, like you have to have interleague games. You can't just say AL versus AL, NL versus NL, because it's fifteen and fifteen. True. Now, how do you manage, like Brendan? If yeah. you're taking the Mets this year, you're you're uh, Luis Rojas, while well, he still has a job before uh, Dave Portnoy and A Rod buy the team. <laughs> Do you are you just are you going every four days with Degrom and then piecing the rest of your rotation, or are you having Degrom just pitch once every five games normally, get as much out of him as you can? Like I, I feel like I would want to be really aggressive since every single game means something. No, I would tailor it with every team, kind of like it's the playoffs. So you really, you look at your rosters and you look at your top guys and you make sure they're playing all the time. I mean, what's cool about this is you're not really going to have many off days for players. 
I mean, unless they find a way to screw them over with their health and they're just playing nonstop without any breaks. But you can't do that, obviously. I'm talking about instead of playing 162-game season, you're only playing a 60-game season, there's a strong chance that the players that come back can just play the whole season without a problem. You know, they should be in shape by then. They should be good to go. So you want to approach it like, you know, you want to approach it like it's a playoff atmosphere every game which will make it super entertaining to watch on TV. Like I'm prepared when this comes back to literally set up like a TV outside by my pool and just sit on the pool. Like in, like I bought this big rubber duck for my pool that fits like three adults. I want that to be where I watch these baseball games. I just want to just sit back and relax and watch it as if every game's a playoff game. And I think that. So do you think we'll see like potential to be Madison Bumgarner coming in the fifth inning of like game number 36 because the Diamondbacks just can't afford to lose that game? Or do you think players will be like, no, I'm a starter. I'm not doing this. I mean, if they're healthy, why not? I think I can see them making, you know, I can see like, yeah, Matt Bumgarner comes in the sixth because it's like it's high game. You don't want to blow the lead and you don't yeah, trust I think that's your reliever as much as you do your ace. I think that'd be awesome. Season. But I mean, the, player, the players might have something else to say because it's their career. For sure. Stuff like that. I mean, that would also, like, think about for the future as well, because maybe, right? like, maybe you don't really need as many games for baseball as you would think. I mean, there's no other, there's no other sport that comes close to the amount of games that baseball does. Yeah, but there's, <laughs> like, there's something special to the grind of the season through the <laughs> summer. Yeah, I mean, I definitely get what you mean. I... It's true. And base and baseball is so random that like you any team could beat anybody on any given night. So I don't know. I it, do, it it doesn't it doesn't fit like the NFL you don't really need and you can't really have much more than sixteen games in the amount of time, but also you don't really get you don't really get like a Tigers beating the Yankees as upset as much as you do in baseball. But in, football. N- but in NFL, it's so much easier to watch every single game, you know, because it's once a week. Whereas baseball, if you watch all 162 games from your home team, like I applaud you for that. I really do, because that is that's just so tough. Ah <laughs> oh, man, I, I've always like I've always liked the length of a baseball season. Like it's never really felt too long like you're, you're i never felt obligated to watch it like it's just kind of like something that's on throughout the summer no yeah i mean i'm i would try and watch every yankee game i can but like i would understand if they wanted to shorten it yeah well there was players that like anthony rizzo said that they played too much baseball i think he said two i think it was a quote from like two years ago he said that they have to cut down the regular season oh yeah but then that throws like all the records and stuff. Oh, but then like five years, then in like five to ten years, it'll just feel normal whatever they implement. So maybe they do just shorten the season. Maybe that's one of the compromises coming in twenty twenty one. Probably, that universal DH. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, did they get rid I of think that? They have year? it for this is, year. Is that what they amended, or they still would have that? Yeah, but then after that, they need to collectively bargain it. Yeah. 
But I think that's going to happen. It seems like a lot of National League owners are not as steadfast in having the pitchers bet. And it's really not healthy to have them bat anyway. They're not batting at all in college, and they only bat in National League parks in the minor leagues. Like, you're kind of just asking for them to get hurt if they're not doing it. Yeah. But then again, you lose out on Bartolo Colon. Right. Hitting a home run once in a while. I can't. Uh, what else? Is there anything else on this topic or oh, you want man. to talk about uh, the Mets sale? Because that, that came out of nowhere. Well, I just... Yeah, and I don't know what's going to happen with that. I mean, it's just, you know, KFC kind of runs his mouth all the time about, like, him him and Dave go way back. Well, before we go into that, I think I'm I'm good. I don't know about you guys. I just, you know, we'll see what happens. We didn't talk about yeah, when the July season would start, I think, though. was so what July 1st, they report before. to camp, right? Yeah. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Well, right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. What'd you say? I, JV, I can't hear you. Are you still there? Okay. Are you there, JV? Gotcha. Yeah, we didn't hear what you were, what you were saying. Oh, what is... Oh, what I <laughs> give me a second. Gotcha. Oh, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> what I was saying was, uh, Barstool's or Barstool owner Dave Portney, uh, might join uh, A Rod's uh, bidding team for uh, the Mets. Yeah, and there was one other like the. The more serious, like Dave Portnoy is obviously huge, and that's that's what garnered all the attention, and rightfully so. Like I love the guy, I follow all his tweets and everything like that that he does. But uh, who is the other guy that's in on the on the group now that actually made it like a legitimate amount of capital that they might actually be able to pull it off? It's he's like the owner of some company. Let me look it up. There's. Like it was, Dave Portnoy Wait, was did? linked, but there was somebody else brought in in the negotiation. I, I know what you're talking about. Um, I forgot who uh, he he owns some business. Oh, Mike Rapoli. Yeah, I think he's oh he's yeah. the one that makes it co- sound more legit because, like, I don't think A Rod and Dave Portnoy alone would have enough. Well, actually, I know that they wouldn't have enough to match, like, a, a Steve Cohen offer. That's true. But, but bringing the third person in and probably more people, I think it could actually happen. It sounds like A-Rod's not willing to back down on it. And we, we've talked about it before. It's, there's There would be less groups. I mean, there would be worse groups to own the Mets than one that involved a guy like A-Rod. Also, uh, Josh Harris... Uh, owner of the Devils and the 76ers is uh, trying to make a bid for the Mets, too. Yeah, see, I heard that that one last week. I don't think if I would... 
if I was a fan, I wouldn't want someone like that owning my team. Because, like, he he owns a Philadelphia team already, and your arch rivals are the Philadelphia Phillies. So it's the same guy owning teams in both markets. And I feel like it would just be another Wilpon situation where they just care about, like, their bottom line. They're not really putting everything into like the payroll into actually winning games. How do you, how did you feel about that, Brendan? Did you read anything about it? Uh, uh, the For Harris, which one? The guy who was the Sixers and the know. Devils. Yeah, it's definitely not as exciting. No, nah, I didn't as, pay attention uh, as much to it. I'm not going to lie. A-Rod and Dave Portnoy. Um, Well, listen, we talked about the Portnoy thing. Like, he, he would get a fraction of the team, if anything. And I actually think it'd be hilarious if that happened. The, I mean, the, the cool thing about it is that the most important thing to me is that the Wilpons are super serious about this, about getting someone to buy the team, which is exciting. You know, it's been talked about for a long time now. So, like, that's cool to see, whether it's Steve Cohen, whether it's A-Rod and J-Lo, like, it's just nice to see the Wilpons starting to kind of, you know, take it seriously and kind of yeah, move I think the that's to the next level. Most Mets fans would tell you that's probably the best thing that they could do. That's all that matters. All this talk about all these other people getting in on it, I don't really ever get involved and believe it until I see it kind of thing. But the most happy thing most Mets fans can agree on. Yeah, is I wonder, if, I wonder if the, like, pending labor negotiations – stall the the process of it or do you think like the not playing this year pushed the Wilpons to say let's cut our losses and just sell potentially all the downtime them deciding that it was the right time downtime to deal with it but also you're right the losses that they have adding up to the losses there well, i think they also with have everything like with the mets i mean definitely i forgot if it was million or billion dollar loan due at like the end of the summer <laughs> no, no. Uh, it has oh. to be it has to be million because the team's not worth 250 of course million. so scratch that it's it's 250 million dollar loan that's that's payable i think at the end of july so Maybe they're trying to get some more cash so they could pay that off. I don't even know. I can't see them getting unless they get like a cash advance in the negotiations. I can't see anything going through. The Mets are worth, I think, two two million two billion dollars. Yeah. The Yankees are worth double. Well, so they both have the TV networks. Like the, as most of their great. value comes. From, I don't know about the Yankees, but I know with the they're Mets, worth most of the value comes what because they're like contractually attached to SNY, which is why the Steve Cohen deal fell apart. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much. I, I'm guessing it's the same deal with the Yankees and Yes Network. But there's also a lot more history with the Yankees that just make them a lot more yeah. a lot more fans buying jerseys and stuff like that around the world. The Yankees so are at five billion. Yeah, that's, I in, got that's insane. Why don't the Yankees buy the Mets? 
<laughs> then we're honestly if george steinbrenner was still alive i don't think that would be out of the realm of possibilities <laughs> also i feel like if george steinbrenner was still alive we'd have baseball already like a month or two ago like i feel like he'd force the commissioner to he'd find actually a way. do something he wanted he just wanted just want to sit around and not have like <laughs> baseball in the stands and he's like an old school guy so he probably wouldn't buy the coronavirus hype too much that's just that's just what i think i feel like he would have made it happen like kind of like how robert Kraft uh pushed roger goodell into ending the uh nfl's labor dispute a couple seasons ago i feel like you the the owners lack like a strong voice for playing right now yeah and he would have been the guy Also, Yankee news. Uh, they had, I guess, MLB Network had a Ken Griffey documentary. I didn't watch this one, but I kind of want to go back and see it. He said that the Yankees were the only team that he would never play for. Like, if if the Yankees were the last team to offer, the only team to offer him a contract, he would retire before playing for the Yankees. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I've never. I don't think I've ever heard someone like outright say that, and definitely not a star like Ken Griffey Jr. I think what was it David or I think David Ortiz says something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, David Ortiz. It was somebody from the Red Sox. Well, David Ortiz just owned the Yankees. Oh, yeah, did, absolutely. I don't remember. I know the Yankees knocked the the Mariners out a couple times, and like they they were like on top of them in the late nineties. But like, was there animosity between the teams that much? Uh no, I do know that uh, the Mariners knocked the Yankees off in ninety five. Yeah. Um, but in the nineties, they were always going back and forth. Yeah, I'm just wondering, like, where that I have to look it up. I guess maybe it's in the documentary. The answer, but I I was just surprised by that a little bit. The David Ortiz one doesn't shock me. The Yankees Boston thing, but again, he absolutely owned us, <laughs> and we did get Kevin Euclid as a free agent. So, yeah, Egghead, yeah, and Johnny. We've actually got a lot: Johnny Damon, uh, Ellsbury, crossing the lines. It's true. Do you think Ellsbury will actually play? Like he's got. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Well, Aaron Hicks is going to play now because of the, like he's completely healthy from the Tommy John surgery. Oh, you know, you know what happened with the whole like Ken Griffey Jr. thing. Um. It was with George Steinbrenner. That's why he didn't like the Yankees. Oh, what did George say? So, pretty much, um, there was an incident where, like, his father was playing with the Mariners. um, And they got to the ballpark early, and they were sitting in the dugout. And George Steinbrenner kicked them out because he didn't want anybody else in the dugout. And, you know, Ken Griffey Sr. was like, well, that's my son. And then they said, "Well, he can go wait in the locker room, but you can't get you can't get him there." But then also, Greg uh, Greg Nettles' the son was taking ground balls at third base. 
Wow, yeah, that's weird. I feel like I feel like you always hear about uh, MLB players' sons. That is weird. Like, I'm still reading the Pete Rose book. I kind of slowed my pace a little bit with that, but they they had like two whole chapters about how like Pete Rose Jr. used to always be in the dugout and stuff like that. I think with the problem with George Steinbrenner, with him had a lot to do uh, just like racial issues with him uh, which is why a lot of players there were a lot of players that didn't like him and like the whole thing where he dealt with Reggie Jackson for instance like that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way gotcha yeah that's a shame uh yeah, but the Yankees really benefited from uh, the delay of the season. All our players are back off the DL. Do we know if Aaron Judge is going to play? I feel like yeah. he's, he's the one injury that we didn't, never really got an update on once the season got suspended. Um, I think it was. I was think he it supposed was to be out May. until beginning of July. But like, I haven't heard anything about him at all on like any news outlet i've heard i saw stan and was working out so i'm sure he'll pull something during the two week spring training paxson's good to go severino's not gonna play this year but like judge that he's just open i feel like we don't we don't even know we just don't know anything about it well he hasn't taken swings yet yeah so that see that's that's not a good sign to me Mm-mm. True, because like I feel like players should, at least at this point, there's they could have found a way to have access to like a cage or something like that. Yeah, but they also expect Aaron Judge and um, Aaron Hicks to be ready for like a potential late July start. So if it starts towards the end of July, I think they'll be ready to go. Yeah, so that's another that's another good sign. And the Mets will probably have Cespedes ready, right, Brendan? Yeah, he's ready to go now. So that could be a game changer because you get he the was DH ready to go by June. So. During his career, he's taken over teams for two months of the season. Dude, I, I hope – I mean, the Mets have, like, three or four solid DH options because it's him, Cano could probably DH, and then Dom Smith could also DH because Dom Smith is still, I think, I mean, he was one of their top prospects for years, uh, one of their uh, first overall picks or first round overall picks. Like, you know, the Mets have some really good options at DH. J.D. Davis could play GH and then put Cespedes in the outfield. And the or, Mets also have a new know, farmhand that a lot of different if he options. ever makes the pros, we're all going to get his jersey. They, what was the the shot? I'm not. It, oh, uh, <laughs> um, he happens. Joe yeah, um, Joe he happens to be uh, Cuomo, what's it? Not Cuomo. Oh, Joe really? Wow. His name is yeah. Swazi's son, Tom Swazi's son. Yeah, he's yeah, he congressman Nassau of County, like Queens, I think. Uh, executive or something like that. Well, I don't know if you guys know this. You guys definitely know who the player is, but do you know who there was one Shamanah graduate who played for the Mets? Shamanah you know graduate? Was? 
a pitcher, right? Don't look it up. Just guess. He played. He's a recent guy. He's from Long. He's a pitcher. He's from Long Beach. He's the only Chaminade grad. I remember seeing the it. Mets of the Yankees. It's gonna bother me. Ah, uh, the names of. He was around maybe four or five years ago, pretty consistently, and he actually was at a time. I believe he was the ace for one of the of a not the Mets, but an ace for a team he played for previously. Who was where he yeah, played drawing, his I'm career? Drawing a blank. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was a he was John the, ace of the Nationals when they were really bad. <laughs> yeah. I yeah I remember I remember. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, he was he was like the Nationals were brutal when he was on the team. He somehow played. I was so excited when he got to the Mets because I used to mention that he went to Chaminade. I got so proud. No, he and was, he just tanked. He was on the Nationals. I don't think he plays the, anymore. The early 2000s. 2007. So he's probably like you said he flamed out with the Mets. I think that ended his career kind of. Yeah, because it says on January 18, 2014, the Mets signed Lannan to a minor league contract. However, he was outlifted or outrighted off the roster when the Dice, Mets had Dice Zaka Zaka was Zaka. called up in front of him from the minor leagues. Then, yes, the Mets did have. Dude, the Mets have got, had so many guys that were so good. And then after Dice, like Jason Bay, him, like. So many people, Gary Sheffield, like all these like stars at a time came to the Mets and just played for like three days. Colorado. So Laden was at the was minor leaguer for the Rockies, minor leaguer for the Royals. Then he went to the Nationals for a minor leaguer. And then I think he signed with the Ducks as well. Also, oh, he oh, played for cool. the Ducks until 2017. So he recently retired. Yeah, apparently the, the Swazi yeah. kid, he didn't even play fresh his freshman year like he wasn't on the team at all he walked on his uh his sophomore year of college it's a, a really good story yeah that's great though it's awesome i feel like <laughs> it's so hard to like come up with things to talk about because there's like you know no baseball yet you know yeah that's the thing we're still like a month away from from actual games being played oh yeah but it'll be fun just to have like Brendan said sit sit by the pool or something like that I'm We'll definitely have a live podcast the first day baseball starts. We'll all go to my house and we'll all sit by the pool and we'll have beer and we'll do a live yeah, video podcast. Yeah, cool. for our, we should do that. Be fun, right? Wouldn't I also miss radio baseball a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Definitely. <laughs> you miss Howie Rose and you also miss, miss John Sterling. I do not miss John Sterling and Susan Waldman on you, the you radio. You don't miss John nope, Sterling? Wait, you don't like those things, though? Uh, I don't really? mind John Sterling, except for his uh, over exaggerations of a fly ball. But uh, Susan Wold, I absolutely cannot stand on the radio. I just love how much they love the game. Like they, they just like reminisce in between plays, and like they'll talk about games from like thirty years ago and be able to to like give you the details like right off the top of their head. I just love listening to that. 
I just I I can her voice is so annoying. I could never. <laughs> yeah, it, it. I could see it's a little bit raspy and stuff like that. And then John Sterling with the oh, deep my ball left field at the track. Oh, he caught it just before the warning track. I'm like this fucking guy's gonna give me a heart attack. Jesus. Yeah, but I'd rather listen to that than like someone with my voice calling the game. <laughs> You'll be fine too, Dave. <laughs> they would kill it. Dave, you would you would just be awesome. The ball oh, flies. I would definitely, it's a home I run. would definitely I would definitely be one of those announcers that only gets excited <laughs> when my team does something too. <laughs> like th- that's another reason why I love the Mets and Yankees announcers is they're pretty on <laughs> yeah, bias yeah, yeah. with like their energy with calls. Like even if it kills their team. Oh yeah, well Michael Michael K sucks. Dude, Michael, Michael K, K is not unbiased though. Biased, I mean. Michael K sucks. Mike, Michael, Michael K, K is like the most one of the most biased people. Sucks. But you're right. Announcing like, the Yankee Sterling game sucks. Like he brings, they can have their their two aces, Paul O'Neill and David Cohn, in the booth, and Michael K just brings the entire broadcast down. <laughs> it is. It really is. <laughs> like I don't know. It's so how, true, like, Guys like Ken Singleton and like actual it's... good baseball announcers like put up with him for so many years. I'm just yeah, I think they're the I think they're the trying to like, feature Ryan Yankees Russo. Are better. I think well, that, that he's gonna he's gonna replace John, John Sterling. Yeah, as the radio guy, I think. You think? Well, that he he always fills in for John, at least last season when he when he missed a couple games. So I think that he's he's the next guy if John Sterling ever retires. That's. John Sterling not retiring. Yeah. That's a pretty incredible streak. What did he what did he not <laughs> miss a game for like twenty years or that something like, like that? Thirty years or something like that. Yeah. He's like he's on point with his That's work. Crazy. I, think. I can tell you that. Yeah, they were running through his all his home run calls and there are players that had like one home run, like Chris Parmley had I think one home run as a Yankee and he still had a call for him. It's ins- like I don't. It's just but, impressive. You gotta be like, but John Sterling, he makes good money. He makes between it is. one to five million dollars a year. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> He's gonna be like a Bob, like a Bob Shepard, like oh just keep doing it, just keep announcing until he's like ninety five years old. Yeah, hopefully. The only thing is, I don't know about the travel. Like, Bob oh, Shepard yeah. was at, at Yankee Stadium. Sterling called 5,060 consecutive Yankee games beginning in 1989 before taking a eight-day eight day four-game break in July of 2019. Yeah, well, that's just incredible. That's 30 years. Crazy. That's nuts. That's cool. What? Yeah, he's probably like he probably doesn't know what to do with himself. He's never had a summer off. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, hopefully next time we'll know. Uh, well, I we're definitely going to know more about the season well, since they implemented it. 
Yeah, it's been pretty fun. It's very exciting. I'm sorry. I, I'm tired tonight, guys. I apologize, but I just I'm I'm hoping that uh, you know, positive yeah. comes out of this. I mean, it sounds like at least from thing. Trevor Bauer's tweet, tweets, he put out like seven tweets three hours ago about the whole thing. It sounds like the players kind of know they fucked up and the owners fucked up, and now they're gonna the game's just gonna lose because of it. Yep. So hopefully they try to work something out so they don't lose baseball exactly. again in two years. That that'll be best case scenario. But until yeah. until next time, it's been a pleasure, guys. Yep, sounds good. Bye. Take care. Bye. Yeah, thanks so much, man.